Good morning, everyone. This is Shrinidhi here, and welcome to the broadcast with me, Jagdhanpati, co-founder of Pick Your Trade. Hi, Hari. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Shrinidhi. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Great being here. Thank you so much, Hari. So, uh, without wasting any further time, let me jump into the first question I have, and I'm really excited. So, uh, Pick Your Trade. Uh, could you tell us more about your venture, where it all started, and what inspired you to start a company like Pick Your Trade? I think uh, Picuretail. If you look at it, uh, the reason we kind of even looked at Picuretail predominantly was uh, me and Chinath. Uh, we love travel, and uh, when we were reflecting on things that we could do, right. <clears throat> I think we wanted to try and uh, see how we can change the way people were traveling, and that was very close to heart as a problem. Right. And uh, that's how the entire Picuretail story was born. In terms of you know how do we ensure that. people were increasingly wanting personalized experiential vacations right and what was being out there is not that not very really easy to build a kind of experience so it was an interesting problem to solve and something was very close to heart and actually in fact when we started uh, the way we looked at it was you know worst case if things don't work out uh, we'd have enough contacts in the travel industry uh, that would subsidize our travel for the rest of our lives so that's how we kind of looked at uh, our opportunity cost actually um i also happened to read one of your recent blogs which said that you know a company that went from uh, 100 employees to 200 within a span of one year um so i definitely see that you have you know surpassed all your uh, initial doubts and validations and the company is doing really great so what was the journey towards hitting 200 employee and how is it so far honestly i think uh, uh, it's it's really been you know like you're on a very fast moving train so things are almost blurry right i mean the pace at which we're growing is uh, something surely not uh, you know we we kind of anticipated that they would grow so fast so in fact right. uh, jan this year when we moved into a new office uh, we were 88 people right and wow. uh, april we turned 100 and now we are touching 220 right so i mean uh, i think uh, the fact that we were we, we took it slow the first try to understand what really was the pain point we were solving so when we started out we were actually in activity marketplace something like a get your guide or a clue right but in 2013 right. right a little bit ahead of time maybe uh, but then we kind of didn't work well there we pivoted to this full stack model right uh, then we kind of slowly built to understand because this is a very uh, the average order value is about 4000 to 5000 right mm-hmm. and this is not a high frequency purchase it's a low frequency high ab, uh, order value purchase which means trust right was going to be very crucial and building trust online is a very significant challenge especially in in, in market like india online is just coming through online transactions is kicking off right building a high value transaction trust platform took us a time right but uh, the fact that we kind of continue to stay invested with customer feedback and trying to go back and change basis their inputs I think that got got us in a good place and, and grow much faster. Wow, that's really interesting. So this also brings me to the next question that I sort of plan to ask you anyway. So how do you think the concept of traveling and vacation is perceived in India, and where was it, and how do you see it evolving? So I think uh, it's a very very interesting question because a lot of times we get asked as to why we do only outbound vacations right we don't do domestic and stuff i think india as a market if you see is uh, is strongly evolving in fact yesterday there was an interesting infographic uh, which showed the uh, route maps out of india flying route maps right only in the last 2 and 1/2 years mm-hmm. close to about 340 odd routes have been added right 
uh, so that's the kind of growth only, only international only international out of india right so okay. players yeah. like i mean you would have seen recently indigo has gone on uh, international okay. goair has gone international spicejet has gone international right so the, all the five year clauses for airlines have also kind of ceased and air asia has come in and completely disrupted the overall uh, outbound market right so i mean uh, indians are increasingly evolving right? and especially the new age uh, millennials uh, which for whom the platform is built a do it yourself platform right so what is happening is a personalization is is taking over across industries right i mean people want to know people better so that they can add more value and uh, no like fashion is a huge uh, uh, industry where position matters right food is one and travel obviously falls into that because a city like chennai for example has something for everybody right so and given you don't have enough time you don't know enough about a new city right can we help through tech to give you the closest possible match in the shortest span of time right so that's that's i think is a clear trend that's evolving globally and and i think that's that's what we're trying our product is fundamentally the foundation is on personalization how do i get personalization done in the shortest span of time to add maximum value right and then price i think that's what's happening in india where people are looking at personalized uh, things that are fit for their taste right and at the same time are open to trying new things right so i think really evolving so um, i think the travel concept resonates very well with the millennials today right and um, you know the uh, the idea to probably tap the potential around the travel industry in itself would have been very exciting for someone who loves to travel i think uh, success is still a very huge word so i think we are we still have a very long way to go but yes i think uh, a lot of uh, a lot of times uh, one critical thing for a startup is timing Right. right and uh, we seem to have been lucky to have got the timing right uh, to do something in the travel space and outbound in india right like you said a uh, lot of people like you right uh, are getting a lot more disposable income at the same time they're moving out of materialistic needs and getting the more experiential uh, you know uh, stuff so i think travel is extremely experiential in that way number 1 and number 2 travel also i think if you look at it, india as as in as in society also if you see right uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of times that the things that have been out of reach right and and i think uh, travel that way has been one of those categories where people have really had pent up uh, needs and now people are like really exploring right all our short haul markets singapore thailand dubai right uh, vietnam cambodia they are all uh, in their focus when you speak to the tourism boards uh, they heavily hinging on indians right uh, for the next 5 to 7 year uh, growth story right so i think and obviously thanks to bollywood right uh, you know <laughs> switzerland has always been somebody's dream honeymoon right so i think uh, so some of those uh, use cases had been clearly established but uh, things right. like taking a short break right you know trying to kind of take the long weekend off but getting to thailand on a long weekend getting to sharjah on a long weekend those kind of concepts are kind of improving and i think that's that's uh, always really well for us very nice uh, good to know so uh, this yeah so it sort of answers my next question but i'll anyway ask it so uh, to maintain work life balance people like me will find a you know a break and then go for it and come back uh, when your whole work is around travel and you know making it experiential and very memorable for people how do you maintain your work life balance and uh, how do you take a break if you'd have to go on a break it's actually the easiest thing to do right because what happens is uh, you know you you go on the pretext of you know 
meeting clients for example i mean so net net if you are given as a travel industry right we end up going to new countries we went to japan for example this year to watch the cherry blossom right we had some uh, folks to meet there as well so it's very easy i mean it's very easy to combine work and pleasure uh, for us so touch wood uh, things are good this way but uh, apart from that i think uh, we very active as a company in sports so i think uh, sports is a great way we kind of unwind uh, as a company so we play quite uh, often and regularly cricket badminton and and stuff like that keeps us kind of uh, very in short spurts kind of uh, or a bonds the team really well and b also helps you unwind right great uh, that's awesome so um Uh, again this is a very uh, you know a little out of context question so uh, why would you want to start your venture at chennai where uh, you know everyone would want to probably start it from silicon valley and then find their way niche to the indian market uh, but uh, this is a different approach like a uh, few other companies like freshworks and soho but uh, why why start from chennai so honestly when we when we had the idea me and shinath were in bangalore so i mean we started off in bangalore uh but one of the things we realized if you see if you look at crunchbase right uh, travel has the most graveyard companies right travel is one of the easiest companies i mean it's pretty exciting right a lot of times when you start a company right the things that people worry about is how big is the market right travel by default is a really big market so i mean you don't have to worry about market sizing right but right. biggest number of failures in travel in crunchbase have been also in travel right because executing and getting the customer to pay is not really easy because you don't know when customers move from you know actual inspiration to a want right so i mean okay. that that's a very difficult case so when we looked at it me and shinath said hey this do you want to commit to it long term number one right and number two we said hey you know what uh, this is not something that anybody solved before if you look at comparables also people have solved the transactional pieces but the full stack piece where you can create an itinerary customize the itinerary and book the entire itinerary i don't want platform not many people have tried before right so so we want to play the long haul and then uh, when we reflected back our roots were from chennai right and we said okay if we're right. doing it long haul we rather go back where we have support system and we have roots and then and then play the longer game so that's right. the reason why we kind of took that call and in hindsight it seems to have worked out fair till now we managed to build a team i mean it it's things have grown good obviously like you said from here on how it takes us is is a function of how quickly we're able to grow and you never know which markets we might open up again in the future very true very true it looks very exciting um you know like it, this this is a very clear example of when you bring your passion and make it your work you know there's it's always a success and uh, it's i can actually sense that from the you know from the way you talk it's very motivating and very exciting <laughs> to listen to as well um, thank you hari so uh, moving on to the next question right uh, what would be uh, some of the advices that you would give for people who are starting up their own venture um some do's and don'ts uh you know that you could think of probably three three in each category i mean it's going to sound cliche because i think most people would say the same things but as as a risk of it let me still go ahead and and, and pen down some of my experiences so one thing is i think there's never a right time i mean mm-hmm. traditional me and shinath both our parents are you know single government employees first time entrepreneurs right so uh i think uh, when we reflect back i think we just decided to take the plunge and that's about it right. i mean there's no right time wrong time downturn bull nothing i mean if you feel like it you should just do it wow. right that's okay. that's clearly one right number one and and mm-hmm. and the second thing is uh, you have to realize nobody's figured it out right i mean that's right. very important to realize in this journey that 
because as an entrepreneur every day you're going to keep asking questions that you don't know answers to Very will true. it work will it not work will i be able to have will i be able to grow will i get enough leads right i mean you like this is no end to the number of questions that you don't know about right but uh, one really comforting factor is that almost everybody is in the same boat right mm-hmm. at different orders of magnitude right i mean so i think uh, that's something you realize and, and that that that's a very interesting scene i keep telling everybody i meet in matrix i know i might sound very old when i pull up such old movie names but uh, so there uh, the merovingian kind of uh, starts shooting you know reeves and then uh, blood starts dripping from his hand right and then right. that's when he says he do is human and i mean right. so you have to realize that everybody around you is going through the same challenges and and not get too enamored by the success or failure and then try and continue to put your best in whatever you feel and you have conviction on which brings me to the third point that is conviction you really have to be really convinced because so many people are going to say no right i mean your parents your friends your prospective employees investors right every day people are going to say no are going to or they may cast doubts will it work not work right i mean despite all of that you have to wake up and come into office because people are looking up to you Right. right for direction i think so clearly without conviction it's going to be very very difficult for you to pull that act off consistently right right so i think those are things i think really would uh, kind of uh, i think really worked and and i think in hindsight helped us as well i i think uh, don't if you see i mean i think sometimes we tend to self flagellate us a lot mm-hmm. right i mean uh, oh, i should have done this better i could have looked at this i mean this There's a lot that happens, right? And I think that's something as a trap that should avoid, uh, right? And then try and try and see. Yes, it happened, but did we? With with obviously, no men are wise after the event, right? So, so it's very important that, especially in startup, when you're just trying to survive and and grow fast, right? You you have to just learn to move on really fast. You know, uh, internalizing the learnings. That's something that's important. I would say. Uh, second is I think you should never underestimate the power of people. It's, it's a do, but then I, I put it as a don't because a lot of times people think that you know a great idea would work. But I think great idea works for about five, six people, ten people. But after a point, uh, everything hinges on right the overall team. Mm-hmm. Only, right. only so much you could do, right? So I think uh, that's heavily underlooked, and these things have to be kind of nailed when you're thirty, forty, or maximum seventy, eighty people because after that it's very difficult to go back and change the culture. I think that's very important. I right? don't uh, underestimate culture, especially if you're building something long term. And if you're building a quick, uh, you know, ten-member product completely and trying to kind of uh, flip it around, right? It's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at a long-haul, big opportunity company, then you really have to keep that in mind. Right? It's something very critical. And uh, third thing is obviously would uh, never ignore your health. Yes, I think that's very important, especially if you're coming for the long haul. Uh, it's important you're in the best frame always for the next ten, twelve years at least. Right. So. Uh... uh that's very great so uh let me just uh you know uh, so this is something that i came across in linkedin and i was very very curious to know about it so uh, your linkedin description says uh, you're a consumer behavior phd aspirant right yes um, uh, consumer psychology is something that i really like and close to my heart so tell us more about it and i'm personally really excited to know your journey on your consumer behavior psychology phd in that so i think one of the uh, thing that fascinates me uh, is uh, why people behave the way they behave right i think uh, it's it's a very beautiful case study where we all believe that we make our own rational independent choices uh, there are subliminal biases subliminal effects that that we either tend to ignore or or think that no it didn't happen right i think uh, it's it's a beautiful uh, 
uh, I love it. I love to see. In fact, I have uh, the joke in the house is that I have twins at home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I try and see how do they react differently. They are like subjects for me, right? Sometimes I do experiments <laughs> on them to see, you know, how do they respond? How do they change? How do they change behavior? So I think it's really exciting because net net uh, those interactions is what lightens up or, or or you know gives life. Right, your interactions, this conversation, right? It ha- it could be a conversation basis or interaction, right? I mean, or it could be just a monologue, right? So I think uh, that's really exciting to know how do people get influenced, why do people buy what they buy, or why do people think the way they think or react the way they react. I think uh, that stems from my uh, I think maybe very early on uh, influence on marketing, and I want to always see how brands are built. So uh, in fact, I in fact contributed to uh, there's a book called Hooked by Neeraj. I think it's a very beautiful book on uh, gaming, yes. how uh, right. gaming startups and how habit forming behavior is built. Right. right. So I think uh, hopefully I think that's the excitement also with a B2C company because uh, NetNet the the journey for me with Picure Real is that nobody buys a four five thousand dollar transaction online today. Right. Right. So right. how do we how do we build that trust? How do we build that behavior? Yes. So and how do we create that? That's what's exciting for me and that's what keeps me awake every day. So. I think it ties down, and eventually, hopefully, if this time go down, and I'm a huge fan of uh, you know Daniel Kahneman's work, right? And I think uh, wow. it's amazing how we think uh, we know, but then the way we behave is is completely irrational. I Very think, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great answer. So uh, this again linked to the next question that I have: um, brand strategy and growth hacking, right? Um, this is this has been very trending off late, at least in the last uh, you know five years in the industry, where people become more of growth hackers and they're sort of trying to move away from traditional marketing. So uh, given that you come from that background, what's your take on this? So I think uh, my personal opinion is that uh, uh, internet has changed distribution. So, if you look at traditional sales and marketing uh, FMCG framework, right, however great a brand you have built, right? Uh, if you walk into a store and don't find the product, you've lost a customer, right? So, right. distribution is the core of any growth, right? Uh, what internet has done is that it's made distribution extremely fast, right? I mean, so today, in, in, in some time back, the only limited media for people to know about you, newspaper, print, radio, and each one of them had their own lags. either a reach lag or a time lag right so many barriers were there but with the internet i think it's just democratized distribution so now it's much easier these days to reach more people in a very short span of time right i think that is what is being called as growth hacking in some sense right i mean obviously mm-hmm. you can reach people in a very short span of time mm-hmm. right Correct. how do you do it in the best cost efficient structure very true right i think uh, that's that's the fundamental question right because uh, the in fact the the joke obviously is that while internet is is very easy to reach people you never really know the true roi i mean if you look at there been multiple scandals on facebook and youtube where where you know video view complete rates are not the same today recently facebook has changed its metrics around video views again once more right, right. so i think internet is where the consumers are so it's very easy to kind of reach consumers and move fast uh, yeah. but i think the way to look at it is at least personally i look at it is that it's it's been done before in the offline world it's just that the speed at which and the scale at which you can do it is much much enormous thanks to internet and so the principles first principles don't change as long as you continue to keep the first principles the copy has to be engaging the creative has to be fun i mean everybody loves the swiggy ad i mean there's a lot more recall on on aspects that are still offline touch so i think uh, the first principles don't change it's just that the scale at which and the speed at which you can do it have significantly changed thanks to internet 
Right, that's awesome. Great. So, um, uh, so they've been having very uh, detailed discussions, some serious topics around consumer behavior and brand strategy, obviously, and about trade. So, just to derail from this conversation a little bit. So, um, uh, what are the uh, you know some of the favorite books that you would recommend our audience uh, in terms of uh, key takeaways around uh, psychology or brand marketing or anything that you basically that you recently read and you uh, you know want to recommend to our listeners i'm just going to open up my kindle app give me a minute i think <laughs> that's the easiest way to answer that question and i think uh, so i uh, one of the books i surely recommend uh, even without moving to the app is uh, thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman i think right. uh, it's a beautiful book uh, in terms of how we have our biases and those are the kind of it's like the inception movie i mean you can right. watch it again and again and again and still right. feel really amazing about it. I mean, I personally, that's the way I look at it. That's a sure shot book I would recommend. All right. Right. Uh, uh, if you're from a recent book I've read and I find interesting is uh, it's a book called Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. Okay. Uh, it's a very interesting book, especially now that they're scaling really fast as a company. Uh, there's a very, so he's basically a surgeon, right? And then, and then he writes, uh, um, no, he tries to correlate uh, his own experience of having you know, handled uh, emergency responses, right, uh, complex surgeries and whatnot, right? And always hospitals have fascinated me. If you look right. at it, right, it's not very easy running a hospital, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. You, you, there are so many procedures, so many things could go wrong. Problem solving and with the real life. There's no control Z option there, right? I mean, so uh, that's how I, I, I stumbled into this book and a very beautiful book. I actually recommend uh, Atul Kamande's Checklist Manifesto. Uh, apart from that, uh, this book I'm reading called uh, "The Courage uh, to Be Disliked." Okay. I think somewhere my <laughs> personality also has to ensure that. I mean, you can't please everybody after a point, right? So I think it's a very beautiful right. book. It's it could be a bit slow compared to uh, you know other books, but uh, so it's uh, by Ichiro Kishimi, right? And Fumitake uh, Koko. I think it's a very nice book, right? So uh, that's something I would recommend. Apart from that, I think there are obviously some some books which are very, I mean, I would surely recommend that anybody liking business and stuff is basically High Output Management by Andy Grove. I think that's a very interesting book. There's Team of right. Teams, right? That's a very interesting book as well. Uh, recently, obviously, the Trillion Dollar Coach is a beautiful book. I mean, right. the Trillion Dollar Coach is really, I mean, I'm amazed that, so you talk about comebacks, and the guy was 35 when he actually became to what he was doing and the kind of people he's advised Bill Campbell after that has been amazing. So that's again, another book I recently finished. Uh, and from a design perspective, I would obviously, uh, Dieter Ram's uh, as simple as possible is a beautiful book as well. So I would recommend that as well. Wow. That's an amazing uh, TBH for everyone who's listening to it. Um, uh, thank you so much, Hari. So for the last question that I have for the day would be um, uh, the top three favorite product of yours that you do, uh, that you use on a day-to-day basis and um, what aspect of these products you like them? So this could either be products slash apps um, that you use on a day-to-day basis. Mm, interesting. Okay. Apps. Okay, so I think one one app I've recently started uh, using uh, is the Headspace app. Wow, it's a meditation app. It's a very beautiful app. Uh, I think uh, I've been using it for the last uh, three four months. I think one thing that I really like about the app is that uh, it makes it very easy to, for you to get into habit forming of meditation. Right. And they have very interesting uh, courses around. You know, you could you know pick up uh, performance mindset, or you know you could figure out uh, how do you handle stress or how do you build physical health, right? So I think it's a very 
very interesting app and from a design perspective it's beautiful and i think uh, that's something i really like the overall ux and the way it's designed and the content mm-hmm. is really good as well right. uh, nice. apart from that something i use i think twitter obviously twitter i think is a this is really i think one of the social networks which have significantly added value personally for me i think has been twitter uh, so twitter is surely on the list and uh, telegram i think telegram guys uh, i think it's a great way to see how innovation happens i think uh, they really always upping the pedal compared to whatsapp and uh, recently i think a lot more people in india have started discovering telegram i think uh, they they really interesting to see how they think of uh, features how they come up with features i mean i'm really amazed at that and uh, right. the failure rates of features are very very low that's what i've seen uh-huh. over the last three four years i've used them i mean they're the first to come up with attachment first to come up with you know local whatever so what whatsapp is doing right now i mean they've done it really well and uh, they i don't know how i would love to understand how they prioritize features and and figure out wow. it, they've always done a really good job wow that's amazing buddy um, so thank you so much once again for taking your time um, you know in amongst your busy schedule to join us for the broadcast today uh, it was really very in- interesting insightful and fascinating to host you today thank you so much for giving the opportunity once again the pleasure is mine thanks you thanks a lot